Hello and welcome to A God-Focused Life. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. Spiritually, we want to come as close to God as we can in relationship because we were made by Him and for Him. And when we live life according to His principles, that's when we flourish and prosper spiritually. In our souls, our emotions, our mind, our thinking, our conscience, There are so many trials that we face while we are living on planet Earth, and that affects our souls. It affects our thinking and our wills and what we do with our lives while we're on Earth. But when we apply God's principles, we learn how to do life God's way, and we prosper in our souls. We learn how to have joy in the midst of trials and tribulations. We learn how to have peace and gentleness and kindness, and that is a way that we are overcoming the circumstances God's way. The other area is in our bodies. We want to take care of our bodies by exercising, eating healthy, and there may be podcasts in the future where we are talking about healthy living uh, in our physical bodies because we want to complete the mission that God has for us and we want to be healthy while we do it. Okay, so let's dive into today's podcast. I am going through the Bible and highlighting the stories of the Bible because so many people, whether they are new to the faith or maybe they've been in church for a long time, some of these stories they've never heard before. And I do want to point out the fact that these are not just mere stories. They're not just fairy tales and something of someone's imagination that they wrote. These are real people that had real encounters with God. They had real struggles and they needed God desperately in their lives, the same way that we need God desperately in our lives today. So the three stories I'm going to talk about today, one is going to be Noah and his sin. The other is going to be the Tower of Babel. And then we're going to introduce Abraham uh, to the, um, you know, to the stories here. So let's dive into Noah and his sin. So uh, the floods already happened. Noah is on earth and they are populating. They're refilling the earth, more children, more people. They are cultivating the land. He's built a vineyard and Noah literally drinks from the wine that he has Um, You know, he's cultivated a vineyard, he drinks the wine, he gets drunk, and he lays naked in his tent. And then he has three sons that find out about the situation, and their responses were very different. So the one son, his name was Ham, and Ham had a son named Canaan. So Canaan is not just a land, it was the son of Ham, which would have been Noah's grandson. Ham saw that his father was naked and he went outside and told his brothers. Okay, so he is going out and he's telling people what he saw. He didn't do anything to help his father. He didn't do anything to cover his father's sin. He just runs out and tells his brothers. Then Sham and Japheth, which were the other two sons, Shem and Japheth, they took a robe and held it over their shoulders and they backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. Very different response. One son sees him naked and just goes and tells other people. They go, He goes and blurts the sin and just tells people what's going on. The other two sons work hard, very diligently, to cover over the sin. 
Now, that doesn't mean that we should overlook sin and pretend that sin isn't sin. That's not what they did. Remember, I told you that things that happen in the Old Testament point us to Jesus and his characteristic. Jesus died for our sins, and he is constantly interceding and praying for us to have the strength to overcome the sin. The devil, on the other hand, tempts us through deception. He wants us to believe lies. He twists the truth. He wants us to believe those lies. And when we fall into the sin, that's when, when, that's when he goes literally to the father. There are scriptures that say that he goes to the father to accuse us. So he's the one that deceives us in the first place and tempts us to sin. And when we fall for it, he accuses us and he will come to us and throw on shame and guilt and make us feel so horrible for the sin. But what do the brothers do for their father's sin? They cover it the same way that Jesus has covered our sins because he has paid the price for our sins. So, and it is not just free for all. It's not for all mankind. Jesus died to give that opportunity for all mankind, but it's only those who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and want relationship with him. It's not just a knowing of a head knowledge of Jesus. It is a knowing in the heart and literally linking up with Jesus, with God, and doing life with him. So listen to what happens with the sons and listen to what Noah does. Because in the Old Testament, their words, especially a father's words towards their sons, it was blessing or curses. And this is what Noah says. It says, when Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, his own grandson. And he said, may Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, may the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth and may Japheth share the prosperity of Shem and may Canaan be his servant. So very interesting how we see blessing and curses for those who are under the umbrella of salvation, under the covering of the blood of Jesus, forgiveness of the sins versus those who aren't under that, who are under the curse of the accuser. Okay, so again, the Old Testament is pointing to the New Testament and pointing to the eternity and what Jesus did to set up our eternity uh, for eternity with him in heaven. Okay, so that was one of the stories. Let's move on to the Tower of Babel. Very interesting how God interrupts the plans of mankind when he sees that they are full of pride and doing things their own way. So this, I'm just going to read parts of this. It says that that at one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language. So there weren't varying languages. They all spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and they settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. And they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches to the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. So no focus is on the Lord. They're not doing anything for the purpose of the glory of God. It is all about themselves, all about making themselves known and famous and just prospering their own way. 
So the Lord comes in and puts a stop to that. It says, but the Lord came down and looked at the city and the tower and the people that the, that the people were building. And he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. So even God knew the power and the strength of unity. Does that ring any bells for our life today of what we are going through in society of the disunity? When there is discord and everybody is disunified, we won't accomplish things. In this case, people are unified for evil's sake. They are unified for pride and for making themselves comfortable and making themselves known and great. And God is putting a stop to that because he said when they are unified, speaking the same language, and they are setting their minds to do something, nothing's going to stop them. Like they're going to be, nothing will be impossible for them. But God, (laughs) you cannot do the impossible unless God is going to bless it. So God says, come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. So God, you know, here I would, I would dig in and see who is God speaking to? Is he speaking to Jesus and Holy Spirit or is he speaking to angels in the heavenlies? Um, That's something that you could dig in and find the answer to that. That definitely tweaks my curiosity and it tweaks it right now. And because I'm doing the podcast right now, I'm not going to take the time to dig out all of the books and, 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 you know, make this lengthier, but that would be a good thing to look up. Who is God talking to at that place? And he says, let's confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. And in that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city because everybody had to congregate with the people that spoke their own language, right? And then they parted ways from the people that they couldn't understand. And that is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. And they were babbling. That's literally what it was, babbling, um, that word. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. So very interesting story. Have you ever had plans that God has interrupted? I know that my husband and I have. And sometimes when we come to know the Lord, especially in those beginning stages, life is going great. Life is wonderful, awesome. And then we accept Jesus as our Savior. And then a lot of times that's when some of the struggles begin because we start learning to do things God's way. I know my husband will say that life was going great for him in the natural you know, with his friends and the places he would go and the things he would do and the money he was making and all of that. But then when he accepted the Lord, God kind of shook things up in his life and the friendships weren't as solid anymore because they were literally, uh, they, they did not understand his decision to follow God and they were literally, um, mocking him and he had to put a line, uh, uh, you know, and, and separate himself from those friends and um, things that he used to do, places he used to go, just totally changed. And uh, God allowed us a chance to depend upon him for our provision and healing. And from day-to-day living, we needed, we came to a place where we needed God. And that's what God wants us. He wants us to depend on him and need him for everything. So Yes, I do believe that God wants us to prosper in every area, even financially. I do believe that God wants to give us good things. But if those things, um, if there's a bigger plan that God wants to do something in us, or maybe he wants us to be missionaries, or maybe he sees that, oh, you are letting these things and these material things uh, fluff up your pride, 
God will do some things there to shake it up so that you are more dependent on him. And he just wants that relationship deepened. It's kind of like if I want my relationship deepened with my husband, you know, if he's working, you know, 90 hours a week, uh, we got to cut back on some of those hours. You're going to have to rearrange your schedule a little bit. We're going to have to say goodbye to some of this income so that we can build our relationship because it's more important. Kind of the same principle with God. All right, let's move on to Abraham. And at this point, his name is Abram. Uh, Okay, so that is a clue that he does get a new name a little later on. So he was born to a man named Terah. Something else that's very interesting is right before this, we see that people's lifespans are being shortened. Uh, We see that right after the flood, it says that the normal lifespan would be 120 years. And we see these years starting to dwindle down. So sometimes when God speaks, it takes, you know, it maybe won't happen immediately, but it sets the plan in motion. So we see people, when you read the account, they're living for 400 years, 430, 209, 119, you know, so it starts dwindling down. So that's just an interesting fact that we see. Uh, Terah was the father of Abram. And Abram was married to a girl named Sarai, and Sarai had not had any children at this point, okay? So one day, Terah took his son Abram and his daughter-in-law Sarah, Sarai, and also his grandson Lot. So Lot would have been Abram's nephew, okay? So Terah took them, and he moved away from the land that they were in, and that land was called Ur, and he moved away from them. They were headed for the land of Canaan, okay? But they stopped at a land called Haran, H-A-R-A-N, and they settled there. Terah lived for 205 years, and he died while still in Haran. Now, at this point, they had multiplied their livestock. Um, uh, we, we do know that Abram was wealthy, and we also see that... Abram, well, let me just go to this part. Let's, let's, let's get into what God speaks to Abram. Let's go into that and then we're going to talk a little bit more about God's relationship with Abram. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. So we see that the, that the family had multiplied, but not Abram and Sarah. They still did not have children. They did have maidservants and people that were working with them and for them. They had livestock. They had, you know, a lot of possessions, which would have been their possessions for that time. So God is saying, I want you to take it all and you're going to move to a place that I show you. Um, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. Now, this is God speaking to Abram. Interesting. We see Tower of Babel where the people wanted to make themselves famous. But this is when God says, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. So God had chosen Abram. He wants to bless Abram so that Abram can be a blessing for other people. And all the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. Okay, so Abram was 75 years at the time. So he's 75 years old 
which is older. Because remember, they're not living until 900 years old. So he's 75 years, and that's when he get his call, gets his call. And here's the thing. I think so many times we think, oh, man, I'm in my 30s. Oh, I'm in my 40s. Oh, my goodness, I'm 60. And I can't do anything for God. I'm too old. You never know when God is going to tap on your shoulder and call you for your very purpose of why you are on planet Earth. So in that relationship that you have with the Lord, keep your eyes and your ears wide open. Keep your heart open to the Lord. Keep your spirit relationship like thriving with God so that you are able to recognize his voice when he speaks to you. So they set out. They take all of the livestock and all of the people he had taken into his household at Haran. They headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Morah. Um, at that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Hmm, that sounds familiar, right? Canaanites, We that ties in with Canaan, who was Noah's grandson. Okay, so Canaanites. And remember, Canaan was cursed. So Canaanites, mm, they're not living for the Lord. Okay, so it all ties in of why are Canaanites bad? Well, because they were cursed. Okay, um, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give you this land. I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord. Um, and after that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and I to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord. So we see that Abram loves the Lord. He honors God and he builds altars of sacrifice and the altars of sacrifice. Remember, it is to cover our sins. It is a way of laying down uh, they would take animals and sacrifice the animals, and that would be a mirror, a picture of what's going to happen in the future with Jesus being the ultimate sacrifice for us. Because even when they were making were making these sacrifices, um, the people in the Old Testament, it did not keep them from uh, from sin. They would sin again, and they would make another sacrifice, and then they would sin some more and make more sacrifices. So it was a continual uh, sacrificing, like those sacrifices just continued until Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. And now we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. So he paid that price for us all. Uh, it's very interesting because at, at, uh, at one point when Abram and Lot get to their destination, uh, we see their, their, um, their, their servants were not getting along. They're fussing and fighting. And then Abram looks at Lot and says, you know what? It's not good for us to settle together because it's just going to be chaos. How about we split ways? Doesn't mean that they are enemies because they're not. Later on, we see that Abram is praying for Lot and wants God to rescue Lot. So they're not enemies, but in wisdom, they had to uh, spread out a little bit because they were not getting along. So Abram told Lot, choose your land and I'll, you go your way and I'll go my way. So he gave Lot the choice. So Abram goes, or uh, Lot goes and sets up his camp. Abram goes and sets up his camp. And then we're going to see uh, the way that things uh, unfold 
for both of them in their new adventure. So this just ties into our own lives. When God calls us to a new place, God prepares the way. We always want to remember that from these last few podcasts we've that's been highlighted. God prepares the way for us. He doesn't just send us out. He knows what he's doing. He already knew that he's already blessed Abram and he already has a plan for Abram's life in his future, but he's got to get Abram positioned for it right? Like that in our lives, there are many things that God wants to do in us and through us and for other people through us, but God has to get us positioned, positioned so that we can do the thing that God wants us to do. Um, I know that for us, our calling has changed throughout the years. Sometimes we've been called to uh, ministry within a church building. Sometimes we have had outside ministries like we're all in the church because the church is simply the body of Christ, but there have been some side ministries and things that we've done. We've both worked. Um, we've had children. That has been the number one priority for us as a family is to raise up children and to be a unit that would glorify God, honor God in everything that we would choose to do to the very best of our abilities. We're not perfect, but raising our children, that was a purpose. Uh, for us. And now that our kids are getting older and we're almost empty nesters, we have another year and a half or so. And then our, our baby will be flying the coop and then it's it'll be another season. But I know that God has already gone before us to prepare that season for us. So what about you? What season are you in? What season can you kind of see in the horizon that God's leading you to? And what does God want you to do? Has he already laid out the plan or do you need to take some extra time to develop that relationship and, and make time to, maybe you go on a retreat, maybe you go into the woods, you know, on a regular basis. Maybe you make time during the day to sit with the Lord and listen to him and see, God, how am I getting off track like the Babylonians did? What are the sins that are in my life that need to be covered? Just like with Noah. What are the things in my life that need to be prepared? Where do I need to go? How do you want to position me for what you have planned for me and even my household? Okay, I'm so thankful that you tuned in to this podcast. I hope you are able to share this with others that might glean something from this. Please like it, comment, review it, rate it. When you do that, that simply... Uh, hits the algorithm so that it, it rises up so that more people hear the podcast and who knows somebody might be searching they may be of a totally different faith or of a different religion and they don't know the truth of Jesus Christ and simply by you commenting or liking or sharing it it will spread it to other people that it could be complete strangers that neither you nor I know, but they will hear the truth for the first time and give their lives to God, give their lives to Jesus and accept Jesus as their Savior for their sin. So I just want to thank you again for joining in to today's podcast. I hope that it's been a blessing and I hope you tune in to the next one. Have a great day.